What up? Welcome back to another episode of Diabetics Doing Things. It's your monthly recap episode. I'm your host, Rob Howe. I'm Eritrea. Hi, guys. What's happening? What's happening? We have had a busy month, both of us. I think you were working on a big project at work and things at the agency have been super busy uh, throughout Women's History Month. And, you know, I think the world opening back up, there's been some tragic happenings, some, some real hateful shit going on. And, you know, I think it's just a good reminder that, you know, we can't really, we're not really in control, you know, and at the same time, like bad things are going to happen and we're going to have to just continue to stand up and do what's right. And a big thing that has been rooted in this whole time is, you know, walking in somebody else's shoes, thinking about somebody else's journey, uh, caring about people outside of your, you know, sphere of influence or your like circle, and that's that's where it comes down what it comes down to for me honestly yeah i mean it's all about being a good person and also like seeing something saying something um it's our job to keep it ourselves safe you know and our we can only do that for our neighbors to the best of our abilities so i think it has been a definitely a tough women's history month but i do see a lot of silver linings a lot of conversations happening that are important not just for the diabetic community but for communities of color um and I hope that we continue to encourage those conversations. And Well, and I think too, is like, just because there aren't these polarizing events happening, like uh, the tragedy of George Floyd, which, you know, Derek Chauvin is on tri- trial right now. Um, but just because those big sort of unifying peak mountaintop events aren't happening, doesn't mean we still, we still got to do the work. And we saw, you know, we've taken, it's two steps forward, one step back in a lot of cases. And I think we saw that a lot this month, both with gun violence, with hate crimes against the Asian community. There's just been, and the trans community, there's just been a lot of really bad shit. So um, if you're out there plotting to do bad shit, just stop that. Stop that right now. Yeah. And also just stay safe, everybody. We're not trying to be Debbie Downers. And it now sounds like a bummer because it's supposed to be like, no, we're a motivating for diabetes show. But it can be tough in the world sometimes and a lot, it, it can be a lot. So it's okay to take a break from it. It's okay to like unplug for a little while and do something well, else, listen to I, this podcast. And I think too, if you've been getting your ass kicked at work the way that we have, it's okay to say, man, I've just been drinking from the fire hose, like, and just really, you know, taking my lumps because that's a normal part of it. And I think it's just part of the rhythm of being an adult in America and having to labor, having to push through. Yeah, but can't, can't, you know, quarter one is done. Can you believe it? Like it's, we are at the end of quarter one. We're about to hit, we're in April now. Like I, Easter just happened. Yeah. Funny what? You know, the stone has been rolled away as they say. Goodbye. Yeah, Q1 is done. Uh, If we had to go back and give like a Q1 earnings report for diabetics doing things, the highlight would be something that actually debuted today, April 5th at at the time of recording, which is really cool was our work that we did with Lauren Cox for Women's History Month and her Medtronic introduction. So definitely go check those out. They're on Lauren's page, uh, Lauren Cox on Instagram, Lauren Cox 15 and on Medtronic. Look at those pictures. I look like a kindergartner. You do. You're you're in with the trees. (laughs) Oh my God. And Lauren's mom's in that photo. And she honestly, she's the highlight she's the best i love that lady shout out to t1d moms uh, i think we've given lauren's mom a shout out on this podcast before but gotta, keep, gotta do it every time she's every uh, time the absolute goat yeah um, so we're here in april we are past march madness 
we are kind of going into, you know, full-blown spring. It'll be 95 degrees here in Dallas before you know it. Jesus, that's a lot. You know, I think there's a few things that I want to talk about today, just in general, like what's been going on the last couple of weeks. If you subscribe to The Drip, um, which you should, if if you're not already, uh, shout out to all of our subscribers. Uh, This month, I shared a story in The Drip about a... A personal story that like really reinforced the why behind what we're doing here and the why behind kind of all of the social media effort and diabetics doing things and just everything that I've been a part of the last five or six years now. And ultimately that's just to help people. And as those of you who have been longtime subscribers, you know that the goal of this podcast and my goal for this thing was to help one person. And by operating in systems and doing things that help one person at a time. Sometimes that person is me. Uh, Sometimes it's an individual. Sometimes it's a group of people that has informed me and and made those decisions. And I filtered really every decision that we made here through that lens. And it served us pretty well. Sometimes I lose sight of it because you're like, you're in the work you're doing, you're getting, you know, excited about different projects and you kind of forget about it. But then when I really sit down and events like the one that I'm about to tell you about, Uh, really reinforced it for me. And that was, I was in Slack. It was like a regular Wednesday afternoon. And my good friend and employee, uh, Andrew Plock, sent me a note in Slack. And he was like, hey man, um, so I have something I got to ask you. Do you have a second? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And he said, well, my nephew is 18 years old and he just got diagnosed with diabetes and he has didn't get any information. None, because he got diagnosed at his primary care. And he's 18 years old. And then many of you guys know who have been diagnosed around that same age, you're too old for the pediatrician and you're, you know, maybe you don't have a relationship with your PCP yet and they're busy and they have to take care of a lot of people. So he got uh, a prescription for Lantus uh, or I guess um, what's the generic um, regular it's uh, it's uh, it, it's the the Lily version. It's not regular. It's the long acting. Like Humulin or something? No, I can't. I, got, I cannot remember. Uh, oh, it, it has like a. Oh, I, anyway, it doesn't matter. It's basically Lantus. It's not. It's not uh, Trulicity. It's not. Basalgar. Um, it's Basalgar. Ba- yeah, ba- uh, Basalgar, which has basal. Basalgar. Yeah, Basalgar. 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 But he got Basalgar, and he got sent home. And so I was like, okay, well, I know what to do because so many of you have come on this podcast and shared your stories about not getting information at diagnosis and how that informs your life with diabetes from that point on until you get the information. So dang, my voice creaked out there. I was like going through puberty or something. Um, (laughs) So I went over to their house on, on Friday and we sat down around the table and I believe his first endocrine appointment was today. So hopefully that went really well. But he wasn't going to go to the endocrinologist for two weeks, basically, and didn't know what was going on, didn't know how to use his test glucometer uh, right. They didn't really show him the right way. And so he hated it because he was like taking the cap off and it was getting Oh my God, trauma. Awful. So anyway, I showed him how to use that. And we talked about he wasn't going to get fast acting insulin until today. Uh, so I was like, okay, well, here's what you need to know. Here's, you know, how, what your blood sugar ranges mean and all this stuff. And 
he, in like an hour and a half, we just sat down and kind of covered the basics of, you know, I didn't get really into detail and just told his mom and his grandma and him, and him about the realities of living with diabetes. And I told him a lot of the stories that many of you have shared on this podcast. And it just reminded me that that's why those stories are important because when you let somebody know that you have diabetes, you are broadcasting into the world that you are a resource for somebody when they encounter someone who may need your help, who may need your guidance, who may can benefit from your experience. So that was a big high moment for me after a really long week, sitting down for two hours on a patio and talking about diabetes to somebody for the first time and seeing it connect with them and, and letting them know that their life is, is going to be okay and they can still you know, live the life that they always dreamed. They're just going to take care of their diabetes along the way. Yeah, absolutely. If you can just even help with, I mean, stories have power and they're impactful. So it's always great to be able to see it like play out in front of you. What a blessing, what an opportunity that you got to do that. So. Well, and I, and I think too, you and I have talked a lot about like the, I can't get my blood sugar has been 211 for like 15 minutes. I swear, like I want it to move down and it won't do it. It's about to move down way down though. I bet, I bet, I bet it drops like 40 You should times. do some jumping dabs or something. Have you worked out today? I have not worked out today. That's probably what it is. I mean, uh, but I will work out. I'm, I'm going to work out later. Uh, however, uh, yeah, for real. Um, but back to, back to the point is like so much of what we do, you can't actually like, especially over the last year, so much of what we do is digital. Some of you, and you could even classify it as like performative, like right now, like the reels and TikToks are the thing. So I'm trying to like make some diabetes, like TikTok trends and like uh, they're, they're fun and I'm having a good time with them and that's great. But those are for fun and they don't necessarily have like a huge impact and you can't pretend like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's like work, meaningful work. You know what I mean? But it can be funny. Like, okay. So like yeah. you, the one that you made about the, um, <laughs> what is it? Inspirational quotes from my Instagram. I've watched it so many times. I've laughed so hard. So it can bring joy. That's impactful work. If you ask me, I don't know. Sure. Minimize the work. I'm not, but it's also like, it's fun. I, and like to say that I didn't have fun making them would be a total lie. So I think we just got to call it what it is. But at the same time, you, when you get to sit down with someone, when you get to have a conversation that makes a difference and you know, will have a lasting impact on their life. Uh, those are the things that really, I think I, I count, uh, I count myself fortunate to be able to participate in. So um, anyway, that was really cool. Shout out to Braylon and his family uh, for joining the diabetes family. It's uh, it's it's a cool club. Once you're a, in it, it's a decent club. Yeah, once you once you like get somebody to show you the ropes a little bit, I think God, it just makes such a huge difference. Yeah, I think the other day somebody was like, "Oh, blah blah blah, the cure." I'm like, "Y'all can keep it." At yeah. this point, I'm good. Like I've had this for so long, I'm keeping it. It's mine. I own it. Like it's fine. Well, and one thing they don't tell you about the cure research is like most of the cure research is on prevention, which is, is good. It rightfully should be, but where does that leave us? You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm chilling. It's fine. I will yeah. continue to listen to this stupid thing beep. I think I asked it to stop yelling at me the other day. I just, it's, I, I, <laughs> diabetes is so much, but anyway. anyway. Sometimes it, I mean, especially man, yesterday I had some, I had like a waffle at, a, I went to brunch buffet. I'm, you know, I'm vaccinated. I'm going to go to Easter brunch with my mom and you know, vaccine flex big vaccine flex damn if i didn't have a uh like a waffle from the waffle maker and some syrup on there and oh boy my blood sugar responded in kind it was like <laughs> um 
but you know, uh, we, we managed that too. And it was, it was fun. It was a nice, uh, a nice little Easter treat for sure. Oh, that's good. I'm glad you enjoyed your Easter at the Waffle House. I don't think I've ever eaten a Waffle House. Or we didn't go, we didn't go to Waffle House. Uh, oh. but, uh, I wish I had, that would have been an, a huge Easter flex, huge Easter flex. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, the other thing we're talking about right now, uh, we were talking about Lauren Cox, something that's really cool and related to March Madness, her sister, Whitney, who goes to Lubbock University or Lubbock Christian University, I believe, um, won a national title. So not only does she live with diabetes, she won a national championship at Lubbock Christian. So Lauren and her sister, Whitney are both type one diabetic and both won national championships at their respective schools during uh, like while they had diabetes. How cool, what a family, what a powerhouse. Wow, good for them. That's crazy. Shout out, chap- are they the chaparrals? Is that what love Christian? Yeah, chaparrals maybe, I don't know. Oh, okay, interesting. So yeah, but uh, a, a cool thing. And, you know, I think uh, what, a st- what a story that I'm sure we'll hear unfold more, uh, you know, from Lauren and, and Whitney down the line. So uh, Lauren's going to start her second WNBA season next month, I believe. So um, keep it locked, uh, on our channels. We'll definitely be promoting women's sports. One thing I caught myself doing, I am, you know, I like to think of myself as a, an advocate for women's sports on the men's side, oh, yeah. and like a fan of women's sports and like a supporter of, of women athletes because they're great and they deserve our support. And so the other night I turned on ESPN and I was like, Oh man, it's the women's final four. And I, was about to change it. And I was like, Oh, well, I'm not. And then I was like, no, 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 I need to watch this because at, you know, I think there's just old habits that we have about, Oh, you see something that's a little bit different or maybe not what you expect and you change it. But I got to watch an awesome Arizona versus Yukon game the other night. And then again, uh, Arizona and Stanford was a great game last night. So, uh, support women's sports, support women athletes, and not just like publicly, like actually watch their stuff. Cause they really, you know, those, the, those, those numbers matter. That's how they get paid. Right. How, I mean, that's I don't, how they that's, eventually will get paid. Yeah. That's like an argument that someone always had. Cause I was, you know, arguing about, cause I don't watch, you know, college sports myself, but I think it's important that, you know, they get those numbers. Cause why don't people watch more women's sports? Why is that something that, especially this month, that TikTok that went viral, that completely highlighted like the, yeah. difference, the discrepancies and the weight room that they're given, like the fact that the women were giving just a rack of weights and the men were given, this huge workout facility and i had this small argument with someone where they were like well the the men bring in more viewers and i was like okay but they're literally doing the exact same thing like be you know so i just i don't understand i don't understand yeah, yeah i mean I, I think like the the pay gap like, is lauren huge. was actually like uh you know talking about that herself on twitter she had like a viral tweet about because her sister uh, was playing at a facility and she showed the difference between the division two men's facility and the division two women's facility. And it was night and day different. It was, uh, I think the disparities, they're not even really trying to hide them and especially at the NCAA. So. And yeah, it's gross gotta, because they have the money. Like that's gross. It's icky. Yeah. Like, why are y'all doing this to them? Like, honestly, like, okay. Viewership aside, you have the funds. So why? Yeah. Just because you can. And, and I think like the initial response to the weight room situation was that the NCAA didn't have the space, but then the people were like showing videos of. The she showed the space. So much space there. So yeah, yeah definitely shady. But the During NCAA is shady. You know what I mean? During Women's History Month, though, like y'all could have done this. Mm. Why? Why did this is when you choose to do this? Whatever. Whatever. Do we got to do better? Mama yeah. mentality. Do better. 
we got to support women. That's like a, that's a big thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. It seems easy, but you got to do it. And we did that. I feel like we did. And we did a really good job. I feel like of supporting women this month with Andy's takeover. Um, that's like, that's the perfect segue into that. Cause I, we got so many messages about her takeover and about her, her uh, podcast. Um, and Andy, for those of you who don't know, who haven't listened, was a sex worker that took over our account last month and took us through kind of a day in her life through diabetes and sex work and everything. Um, and I think that her story was so powerful. We got so many messages about it. There's, you know, there is more diabetic sex workers out there. So I'm glad we're telling a story that people wanted to hear. And I hope you guys continue to tell us what you want to hear. Yeah, I, I think... First of all, Andy was great. Second yeah. of all, the the sex story story was great, and I think it came secondary to like at least the messages and the feedback that I got came secondary on the sex work side compared to her experience as a person with diabetes and her relationship to diabetes and her family dynamic and insurance. Like it was a really interesting topic because people saw a lot of themselves in her story, and. I think that's why, like you said, stories are so impactful and so important to tell them where at face value, you might say, oh, well, a sex worker, I mean, that may be problematic, but uh, what, how much humanity and how much of ourselves that we see in Andy's story, which, you know, I think we're all much closer to making those types of decisions than we are like, you know, buying a five bedroom house in, in <laughs> you know, the Galapagos or something. You know? I mean, yeah. How, um, how many of us, I think there's like the statistic, it's like one, most of us are only two paychecks from being homeless. So like, think about that too. Yeah, that's the statistic. You didn't know that? No, I knew it. But when you say it, it just hits. It's really sure. Like, think about that to a diabetic standard. Like, it's one paycheck for us, homie, because it's like, you guys spend all, I think about this all the time, like apocalyptic wise. And like, if if the world ends, I am S. Like, (laughs) so it's just like, you know, um, it's trying to be a little bit more compassionate because you never know when that could be your situation. So yeah, I think like there was some stat of like there's most most Americans don't have or like a, a really high percentage of Americans don't even have thirteen hundred dollars in their like savings account, and I think it was like over a certain age, because and so you think about that like if you divide that by vials of insulin, that's like four. So Darn. you know that's, what are we talking about? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like that for some people, that's two weeks of insulin. So it's like. Um, and don't come for me about shame, you know, that's not a shame. That's not a shade. Don't tell me that they no, should get, no, no, no. They should I get mean, more. not you, but just like, but like, you know, that, that doesn't mean that they're insulin, you know, maybe they're just insulin resistant that's, and they've had diabetes for 25 plus years. And that's just how their body responds. We I should think have, I use that much insulin. I think that's how much insulin I use, like four, I think four vials like a month or something like that. Yeah. I think my, my, I think I go through like two or three a month generally, but like. You're yeah, a humongous so, person. Like you're. I am. I'm a big dog. I'm a, you know, and I eat a lot too. You know what I mean? That's keeping me, what, what's keeping me from being really in shape, Eritrea? It's like the ice cream I like eating at nighttime. You know what I mean? Oh, it's not the pizza, the tacos. I swear every time I talk to you, it's just like the crazy, you eat, you're just eating everything. I'd be eating good though. Good for you, Rob. Uh, that's just, you know, I, I'm hungry. Whatever. Right. It's what it is what it is. Use as much as you need and use as little as you need. You know what I mean? It's for everybody's different. Well, and... You know, so back to the original point, like most people don't have enough savings to afford a lifetime or, you know, lifeline of insulin, or like if you get in a car wreck and even if it's not your fault, you got to pay the deductible, then your insurance goes up and then you're still screwed. So again, like we're all very close to, you you know, a lot closer than I wish we were all were to having to make tough decisions. So I'm, I'm so glad that we're able to tell those stories. And, um, you know, I feel immensely grateful that, um, 
you know, I, I have insurance and I can afford the insulin prescription that's going to be there next month because I know that there are many that can't. And you know, that's why we're going to continue to tell these stories. Yeah. And, and next month we're telling some more amazing stories about access in different places. And, you know, people who didn't have an issue with access, but had maybe different issues. Um, I think that we're t- in April, there are some stories that are going to come up that for some people will be triggering and for some people will be eye-opening, but I'm really excited for us to open up our platform to something that I don't think we've really talked about before. We're going to keep on doing things, y'all. That's, uh, that's, that's the how theme. we do. <laughs> and uh, we're also, we've got some cool interviews on the books. We got some cool interviews that are uh, getting in routed. the vault. <laughs> yeah. One of them is like getting routed through approvals right now uh, with our man, Chris Leeper. So Chris Leepers, I'm super excited to talk about golf on the podcast with him. Uh, and then we've also got the crew, Sydney from Hiking My Feelings is coming this month. So uh, get ready. We got some cool people coming on, man. Yeah, it's going to be keep it locked, as Rob says. Um, keep, it, keep, keep, keep it locked. Wow. Uh, we're going to drop the newsletter this week, guys. So keep an eye out for that. If you're not subscribed to the drip, please subscribe. Um, please. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's so much I you know, April doesn't have a theme. I Googled it because, you know, when March was Women's History Month. So I'm like, okay, April is going to be like dogs or, I don't know, cyclists, something. Nothing. Nothing. April showers bring May flowers. You know, No, so. our uh, our theme is until May is like National Dog Month. So talk about your dog if you want that. Shiba okay. Gang, whatever. There's one. He, he's, he's watching the pod. Aw, Shiba Gang. He's so cute. Don't let him fool you. Yeah, we're talking about you. That's Enzo. It's, it looks fly. <laughs> well, folks, this has been a pretty like low-key casual conversation, but um, I don't know. Keep keep the lookout for my uh, weird TikTok reels that I'm going to keep doing because diabetes is funny. Oh, too. wait, before we go, if we're going to talk about weird Rob stuff. Okay, so guys, I, I have a story. Story time. So yesterday, <laughs> I was building our newsletter and I was just, you know, I was plugging in, plugging Rob's YouTube channel, which is Rob Howe on YouTube. So for some reason, I thought his YouTube channel was the same as his Instagram. And so I typed in what his Instagram handle is. I'm not going to make it that easy for you guys. And I found his like high school YouTube account with all of his high school YouTube videos. And young Rob is a creep. Like, He's so funny. Um, Rob used to like to sing. There's like these guitar videos of him. Those were, I don't know, like my husband was there with me. We were actually, I didn't tell you this part earlier, but I'll tell you now. We weren't watching them like on the laptop. We broadcast these screen passes up to the big screen. Y'all need more stuff to do. So we watched you in 75, on the 75 inch 4K. Well, that's crazy because I probably uploaded those in like four, whatever, what, 360, like whatever half of 720 is. Cause that video is like from 2006. Why did you have a Ben, a big Ben baller doll in the, he used to have this, uh, Rob Durdick. What was the name of the security guard? Oh, big black. Yeah. Why did you have a big black doll in high school? Yeah, you did. Man, I don't know. I have to check it out. I was a huge Christopher big black Boykin. rest in peace. First of all. Dallas, Texas legend, uh, Navy man, veteran, also fellow big fella. One time I met him uh, when my hair was the longest that it ever was. And he was like, what? Because I stood in line. Think about this. This will take you back, listeners. I stood in the line at Zoomies at the mall, at the Parks Mall, for like two hours with my brother and sister to meet Big Black. And 
we got up there and he was like, what's your name? And Bam Bam, his like other like uh, big dude was with him. And he's like, what's your name? And I was like, Rob. He's like, well, damn, if anything ever happens to Rob, we could be big Rob and big. And I was like, my life got made. And I used to wear like big black Boykin hat, like branded hats and shit. I was super into that wave. That was, uh, that was a time. You're a nerd. Anyway, those videos were great. And my favorite part of all the videos is that there's this one video that Rob has of himself that are just his like, I guess it's, his, it's like the Rob Howe highlight reel. And this man literally says, what is it? Bring the rain. And it's just him shooting buckets for a good 17 minutes. Like, like think about that. Rob sat in his room with his high school computer and clipped together this video on YouTube for himself and his friends to watch. Because nobody well, was watching you in 2006, right? Well, no, they were watching. I, I mean, that was probably, I cut that together for my recruiting tape. Ooh. So, yeah, you know, I had to send the link out, you know what I mean? So I think I remember editing that video on my like high school computer, you know, computer, right? Uh, and I remember editing all of that together. And then I made the fun one for YouTube. So like I had all the clips for like the, the professional reel or whatever. And then I made the fun one for YouTube. So like I put like, there's a bunch of just like really crappy, like metal music on it too. It's just terrible. Wow. It's, it was a really good, uh, black, I felt like I was opening a time capsule that was just mm. for me. And then having stumbled upon it innocently was probably the best part. Yeah. So. You can't plan it, man. What a time I I'm, I'm jealous that you got to see, I'm gonna have to roll it back and like check out some of those videos now. Literally I was crying laughing. So if you know Rob now, you didn't know Rob then, I think it's a good moment for you to just like go and laugh and have a great time. Because I'm the same. Him. I think that's the best part is I'm the same. You're the same person. And it's what it didn't feel like I was laughing at you. It felt like I was like completely laughing with you. Like, oh my God, like my face hurt. It was, I was smiling. Great. Yeah. There's a great video of my sister and I playing guitar on there too. There's like, you know, there's fun stuff. It's good. Anyway, you were meant to be a star. It's great. Thank you. Thank you. That's <laughs> what I wanted. That's what I wanted validation from this. Uh, okay, guys, subscribe to The Drip. Keep it locked for amazing takeovers in April and have an awesome month. Bye.